Good morning, Fellowship Bible Church. Uh, we wanted to come together this morning as we, it was Communion Sunday in remembrance of what Christ has done for us, and, uh, but we also this morning, we're going to spend some time just looking back over the summer months, some of the unique things that this body of, uh, this local body was engaged in and doing, and, and so we're going to highlight a few of the trips that were, uh, were uh, taken by groups of people from our body, and uh, let you get a glimpse into what was going on, and then we're going to talk about that after, uh, afterwards. So the, the first trip that I want to highlight as the youth pastor, so I'm going to go to the, one of our, our favorite uh, youth adventures that we do each, each May, uh, and it's called JAM. It's Junior High Adventures in Ministry, and we take a bunch of middle schoolers, and we go up to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and uh, some high schoolers come along as leaders to learn to use their leadership skills, and we take, uh, uh, take a bunch of adults to help manage those middle schoolers on the trip. And this year, we had almost 100 people go. It was a big crowd. We took two buses, load up all these kids and adults in the buses. Uh, and the bus ride up's a lot of fun and maybe a little rowdy with a bunch of middle schoolers. But we get up to Philadelphia, and we, Friday night, we participate in training. So it's really about training middle schoolers in how to share their faith, how to use evangelism to reach out to uh, people. So Friday night, they're in classes, and we have lessons and do some worship times. Um, studying God's Word and learning what verses to share. And then Saturday, there's a, uh, the Karen University sends buses out through the communities of Philadelphia, out into the suburbs of Philadelphia to public schools, private schools. Uh, they send them to just uh, community centers. And kids get on buses and come from all over Philadelphia, like 400 kids, I think, come out from inner city Philadelphia to the university grounds. And then our children, uh, our students partner up with a buddy. So they, they reach out, the kids get off a bus and they go and they partner up with their buddy and they spend that afternoon, the day with them, playing games, having fun, getting to know them a little bit. And the goal is at the end of that day is they have a chance, an opportunity to sit down and witness, share their testimony and share the gospel through God's word with their buddy at the end of the day. And it's really a neat thing, especially as an adult, to be there and to look around that field as these kids are sitting down with Bibles open on their laps, sharing God's word, walking through uh, the gospel with their buddy for the day. It's really an awesome, awesome th thing to see these kids using a gift of evangelism that, that God has allowed them to participate in sharing his word with these kids. And at the end of the day, they, by the end of the day, these kids are close. The buses come to pick up their buddies and take them back to where they're uh, from, and there's tears being shed, there's hugs being given uh, as we say goodbye to our buddies, and it's neat to see them all come together and have this kind of bond that they've made for the day, because at the end of the day, they're, uh, they're very close. And then that evening, the kids get together, and we share the stories, and we talk about uh, what all they went, and our team all is, has grown closer through that. And then Sunday morning, we head back down to, head back down to Winchester, Virginia. Uh, so that's a, one trip I want to highlight, and that's been going on for 25 years that FBC's been doing jam. Uh, Mike Lukens, who was up here, he started that many years ago, 25 years ago, and we've done that every year since then. Um, so another trip that I want to highlight, and I'm going to ask somebody to come and join me. Jessica Perry's going to join me to highlight this. But our church sent a team of people to India 
up to northern India, a town called Missouri, India. So th- there you see a picture of our team uh, that went through. It was 13 of us. It's a long trip uh, to get to India. You fly into Delhi, uh, and, you know, we get to Delhi, and it's, it had been, you know, a long trip by then. This is a picture of us at 3 in the morning. It had been like 30 hours since any of us had seen a bed, and we're still trying to find our hotel. And you can see we're all looking a pretty rugged at that point in time. But we continue on the next day, a bus ride, 10, 11, 12 hours up into the foothills of the Himalayas. You see these beautiful mountains going up these winding roads up into these mountains to get to Missouri. Um, to meet up with a family there, really a man named Samuel. That's Samuel and his family there that has a ministry where he hikes through these villages um, and ministers to the people in those villages, sharing the gospel, taking care of some medical needs. And, And we were there to encourage him to meet some of the believers and to do a vacation Bible school. Uh, out in the village and with some of his, uh, some of the youth from uh, his church there and his family. So another part, the journey is not over. You're hiking out into these mountains with backpacking and to stay out in these villages in this remote uh, Himalayan mountain there to do this vacation Bible school. And it was a really neat time. So I'm going to ask Jessica to share um, just a couple. Oh, and here's a picture too, just meeting some of the believers there. That guy's name there was PK. He was a new believer that we met out in one of the hilltop villages we hiked to um, with Samuel. Um, but Jessica Perry, I'm going to ask Jessica, like what were some of the things that stood out to you? Where did you see, oh, and I didn't turn her microphone on, so let me get that on for you. Sorry about that. I won't so I just want to hear, how to, where did you see God at work? How did you see God using the team and using our partnership with Samuel and his family to be the body of Christ there? So just share with us a couple of your thoughts and what you saw going on. Well, this team was unique. Um, I think they took every moment as an opportunity to serve. And the way they did that the most was using their musical abilities. So we had a lot of musicians. They were talented. Yeah. It was a talented group, of, uh, especially the teenagers. Yeah, so on the bus, you know, as Dennis mentioned, we had, you know, this 18-hour flight over. We had this crazy long bus ride in 109-degree heat, and the air conditioning wasn't working. Yeah. And so they opened the ukulele that was uh, we brought to leave with Samuel, and they turned the box into a drum, and Matthew and Megan and Elijah, they're all playing music, and we're just worshiping the Lord. And so they had a, they had a chance to really complain, and they had every you know, reason to, and yet they're, they're not. They're refocusing our, our minds and our hearts on, on the Lord. All right. And here's a picture in the village of all the, all the teenagers that were on the trip. Really, that gift of worship that you're highlighting was a theme of that trip because they were playing music all the time and leading the, the VBS kids there you see in the yeah. music stuff. And, so um, Cole would get up there, and he would, he would uh, show the kids the hand motions, and they'd get a translation um, of the songs. But it really just brought us all together, and the kids just loved Worshiping, I think we have some record for how many times we sang every move I make. Um, yeah, seven times in we a row. We finished it, and they'd say, can you do that again? And so okay. Samuel would come, can you sing that again? So we'd sing it again. We sang it like six times in a yeah. row. It was crazy. <laughs> but the kids were loving it, so yeah. it was fun. It was great. And here you see Matthew. He was teaching even villagers how to play the guitar. You know, yeah. kid, kids really wanted to, to do so that part. After, yeah, after the... Um, after the VBS was over, you know, the kids would maybe go up to this, like, field and play um, soccer, and we would just hang out, and then a lot of them would go home. They had a, quite a bit of a hike back to their villages, and some of these kids were just hanging around, and after a while, it was getting later in the day, and um, kind of just, you know, looking at Matthew, looking at the kids, and a lot of times they would, they, uh, Matthew and, 
and Megan and Elijah and all the, all the musicians, Caitlin, would sit around and play music. And so they finally came up to Matthew and they said, show me. And they didn't know, you know, how to speak English, and Matthew did not know how to speak Hindi. And right. so anyway, it, it was neat to, to see that, to see them be able to do that. So there's uh, Salome jumping. She's airborne. That's one of the <laughs> songs. I think it's probably every move I make. Probably, probably not. Probably yeah. Song, yeah. But that just shows right there the unity of bringing the body. And I'm talking like crossing cultural barriers there, you know, that you're seeing. Um, the whole body of Christ come together in worship, um, and that was a neat, a super neat experience to see them serve in that way. Right. And every Definitely everyone on the team. stood out about that trip. Yeah, yeah very neat. So. Well, thank you, Jessica. Thanks. So the next trip we want to highlight is, uh, and I'm going to invite somebody else. Uh, Chris Ryder is going to come up and join me. Uh, we sent a, there was a team of people that went to uh, China, and this has been going on for a few years. I think this was our fourth trip to China uh, that we've made, where we poke, we partnered with a local pastor there uh, named Joseph that, uh, and and Fellowship Bible Church partners with him to do like an English camp, and kids sign up from the communities around there to come and to uh, and to see and be a part and learn about American culture, to learn some English words and how to communicate. And uh, your team probably ate some interesting food on there, it looks like. Good food. but they would come to these classrooms and they would learn about American culture and learn about English. And it's, it's neat how the team, as they're teaching them going through that, you use opportunities like through the holidays that America keeps, like Christmas and Easter, to share the gospel also as you're, as you're meeting with and teaching these, um, to teaching these kids. So, Chris, what stood out to you? Where, just share some stories with us about the trip. What, what are some ways where you saw like the body of Christ in action, uh, using their gifts, serving um, on that trip in China? Well, you know, obviously um, we go there to teach, even though a lot of us are not teachers, um, but we go because we want to be servants and we want to obey God. Um, so that's, that's a lot of, of what we do is just to go to say, I'm going to trust God. And one of these, uh, one of the parents um, sent out a message and she's not a believer, but she just said that she was deeply moved by the seriousness and enthusiasm of the American teachers. So the seriousness is the fact that, you know, it's not some light thing that we're doing. And we really do this to the glory of God. And I think that's what, what we see when it brings us all together as a group, so very unified. Neat. So, And this is one of the, the fun things that happened to us. Uh, these, we were told we would have two separate beds, two people in a room. As you can see, it's one big bed. Um, so we were like, well, that's okay, because they're really big beds. Um, so then we got there that night. They said, well, it's really three people in a room. And then the next night it changed. We had four people in that bed. So that, that's the way our camp went. But nobody that helps complained. The team grow yeah, together, we were very close right? at that very point. Very close yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> and nobody complained. They could have, but they didn't, um, because we were trying to make room for the campers that were coming, and it was all focused on them and just again being being a servant and um, and just you know trusting in God for all these different things. Mm. So, this this picture here is uh, this is an elementary class that Danielle and Tammy taught. A great class. Uh, you would have never known you were in China. You would have thought it had been a kindergarten class here in the States. Uh, they were constantly doing English things. Um, they were moving from one event to the next within the class, kept the kids very uh, uh, engaged and everything, and they just had a great time. So, yeah. right. Did you see your team growing closer together through this as, a, as the body of Christ? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, in the beds, obviously. Right, we, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but no, that. I mean, we, we did. We became very close. Um, you know, like uh, we, we would have downtimes in the cross hall, and we would we'll bring snacks out and just sit around and talk and share. And 
so yeah, just a very, very good time. Everybody, everybody just really grew close together. And we, were, we also had a great time interacting with the students outside of the classroom. Right. Awesome. So it's, it's a long time. It's like three hours in the morning, three in the afternoon, and then we have nighttime games. Okay. So it's a long day. A long but yeah, day but, but we all fun. enjoyed it. So. Awesome. So, Thank you, Chris. So that's a, a China trip. Um, we also did an interesting trip this year. Uh, earlier in the year at the Authentic Fellowship Conference, I'm going to invite Barry Pearson up to share about this with me. Uh, but we had a pastor from a church up in Maine uh, here at the Authentic Fellowship Conference we did in March. And, and he had approached me and said, hey, uh, and he explained about his community and his church up there in Maine, and they, they live off the, on this island called Vinyl Haven off the coast of Maine, and, and it's a fisherman community. They're lobsters, and all summer long, the, the congregation is very busy. It's tourism season, and, they, and that's where they're making their money is in the summer months. And so they approached us saying, listen, we've always wanted to do a vacation Bible school for the kids on the island, but we just can't. We don't have, you know, we don't have the volunteers because that's everybody's busy season. They're out working all summer. So do you think you could send a team up uh, to do a, a vacation Bible school in Vinyl Haven, Maine? And, you know, Barry was one of the ones, hey, I think I could be up for that one, right? Um, so this is the trip, just a couple of pictures. You know, you're, you, they drove up there in vans, and then you're taking a ferry across out to this island, the island of Vinyl Haven. Beautiful community there. It's a fishing community, so you're seeing this kind of uh, scenery all around. Some of the, I, I got to look through their pictures, beautiful pictures there of the scenery and the lighthouses and uh, up there off that coast of Maine, just a gorgeous time. And they did the vacation Bible school. So, um, so I want to ask Barry a little bit, just to share, also share with us, how did you see God at work in there, bringing together that body, people using their giftedness? And so what was your experience like? So share yeah, with us it, that. Uh, it was a great experience, great opportunity to see God at work, um, not only in the families in Vinyl Haven, but in, in our own families here. We had a team of 10 of our youth and then four adults, so 14 of us total going up. And um, it was really neat to see because our kids who were going didn't necessarily know each other all that well. But when we began planning the trip and getting ready for it, we really put the kids in charge of certain aspects, use their giftedness um, to lead certain things. So Ashley was in charge of music, Abigail was in charge of the teaching time, and really arranging all of those things. Um, what was neat was we had just finished our um, VBS program here, so we kind of took those supplies and did a smaller version of the same VBS up there for them. And the week really kicked off with a meeting um, with some of our leaders and some of the leaders in the church kind of doing a training session of working with youth where we were able to share kind of policies, procedures, and things that we do here at FBC. And they really, you could really see the families that are involved at church just loving that interaction, loving that kind of partnership that we have with them that we were able to come up there and spend some time with them and do that. So it was the kids using their giftedness and leading game time, leading worship, um, it was really great to see how, how they all came together, for sure. This right here is a picture of a few of our boys um, sharing with a student, uh, a teenager there from the island. His name was Ben, and we really had three things we were doing. The VBS program, we, then we had a movie night on Wednesday to share with families. We showed um, a movie, movie for them, and then on Friday we did a game night where we really reached out to all the teens on the island. So this is an opportunity where some of our guys had a chance to sit and talk with this guy. They talked for about 45 minutes to an hour, answering questions about the Bible. And what was so cool about this is while some of our guys were 
answering questions, or one of our guys was answering questions, our, the other guys around him were praying for him and just praying for wisdom. And it was a really great opportunity to see them working together and really, really being unified in that. Nice. So there's the time, a time lab, all the kids at the Vacation Bible School. So any of you that served at our VBS here, that, those supplies look familiar because uh, Barry stole it all and took it up to Maine <laughs> yeah. after, yeah. after you guys had used it. Yeah, the church that um, opened Bible Baptist Church, it, it's actually a converted garage on the property of the pastor, Pastor Jim and his wife Ruth. And um, this is one of the photos. This is our album cover photo, obviously, for Lionel <laughs> Haven's greatest hits. But... Um, it was great to be at, at that church and, and really see them respond to um, the unity of this body. Like, we, we were 14 people, but we represented all of you guys. And it, it was neat to see the leaders there, the families that are involved, realize they're not alone. Um, the Vinyl Haven community is relatively small. It's mostly unchurched. This is the only Christian church on the island. There's another church that's not really preaching the Bible, but it's a small community of believers, and most of them are new believers. And so it was a real encouragement for them to see us being involved and coming alongside them, really partnering with them. Um, and this picture right here, they, the Sunday that we got there, they had a baptism service, and there were four or five new believers in that church that were getting baptized. This is in a quarry on the island. Um, and a great picture of unity. This is Abigail Lynch, one of our students who had not been baptized as a believer, and she jumped right in. Well, she dropped right in. She, she went in. And, and they just responded so well to seeing her want to join in that baptism service. So it was a great picture of, of all of us being unified in that. Yeah. Nice. Thank yeah. you, Barry. Thank you. Sounds like an awesome time. So those are a few that we just wanted to share those uh, some pictures with you, some things that our body here, Fellowship Bible Church, and, and this is, there are others that we were engaged in this summer, but give you a flavor, get you, give you a taste, and that, and that every one of you played a role in all that. And that's kind of what I want us to talk about a, uh, a little this morning as we get into this. Uh, so open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. During the scripture reading this morning, we, we've kind of zoomed in and focused on Ephesians chapter 2 and what was going on there. And as, you, as we listen to these testimonies of the stories of Jam, of India, of China, of Vinyl Haven, uh, one of the senses you get as you talk to everybody that went on those trips, and by the way, they're all wearing lanyards, and some of them are wearing team shirts, so if you see somebody in a yellow China uh, shirt, ask them about the trip, and, they, and there's lanyards with name tags, so you can ask them questions and maybe hear a lot more of the stories than what we had time to share up here. Um, but one of the things you're going to hear is this, uh, this picture of the body of Christ and the unity that you experience, especially, particularly on those kinds of trips. Um, but what I ask myself when I come back from a trip on India, uh, from India, and you experience that unity of Christ and the unity of the body, and then I come back to here and we get back into our normal routine, um, the thing I have to remind myself is God is no different for me when I'm in India or China or Pennsylvania or Maine than he is right here in Winchester, Virginia. So what is it that changes? What's different when I'm on a trip like that and I really experience a, a, a deeper degree of that unity of the body of Christ at work? Like what changes? Because it's not God that changes. 
Um, so it has to be something else. And I want us to look at what that might be this morning and talk about that some. So in Ephesians chapter 2, I want to walk through this. It starts off at the beginning, where, and Mike Lukens highlighted this. It starts off saying that how separated, how utterly separated we are from God. And Paul doesn't mince any words here when he says it. At the beginning of Ephesians chapter 2, you were dead in your trespass and sin in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them too, uh, we all too formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So here's the starting point that Paul wants to give us, that we were so utterly and completely separated from God that we were dead. Um, He calls us completely dead, and death has that idea of being separated from God. We were aliens, we were hostile, and by nature, children of wrath. That is is who we were, that that is our identity. Um, And and so that's where Paul reminds us. And then verse 4 is the big, but God. So now God steps in and God does something that changes radically that identity that we, uh, that we are associated with. And it says, but God there in verse 4, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. You notice that there's a, a community um, uh, language being used. He's, he says he made us So he's talking about all of us, and he's going to go on in in chapter 3, and he's talking about the the joining of the church together, Gentiles and Jews being brought together. So Paul's looking around at the church, and so I would look around at all of us here who are believers in this room, and we would say, he joined us together and made us alive in Christ. Um, And so he's using this this group language. It's not uh, that he's focusing on the individual. He said, we were dead in our transplants, but he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So there is a unity as we look around and you look at the person sitting next to you. There is a unity that we have because we have all been placed in Christ together. And that is a done deal, Paul says. This is something that is guaranteed. It's already happened. Um, And he says this, and he goes on in verse 7. He raised us up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That this is a done deal. It's a completed action. And we have unity one with another because of this. And we celebrated that with the communion this morning. Verse 7, in order that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. So there's that phrase, in Christ Jesus again, that we have been placed, our identity, which was children of wrath, our identity is now is identified with Christ because we are in Christ Jesus as a body of people. And verse 8 is, by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. So that moment we put our faith in the, in the finished work of Christ on our behalf, that he is the one that can give us life, we in that moment are put into Christ, and we are put into this 
unity of other believers that are in Christ, and that is a completed action, done deal. Our identity is no longer a child of wrath. Our identity is now as one that is in Christ Jesus, made whole, made alive, raised up, seated with him. That is who we are as a body of people, as a body of believers in Jesus Christ. And so, there's, but there's another type of unity that I want to focus the rest of our time on. And Paul develops this through the rest of the chapter. There's a second type of unity that Paul focuses on. The first type of unity is all of us together in Christ. But there's another communion, there's another type of community, another unity available, and this one's not a completed action. This one is an in-progress action. And, and I'll give you a, a hint before we read the text. This is, it's the, sort of the reverse. Instead of us being in Christ, now Paul's going to change his language and saying God is going to be present in us. It's the other way around. So let's go f- further on in chapter 2 there. Go down to verse 19. And you're going to see these two different things. Here's what I want you to look for. The actions that are completed and done versus the action that is an in-progress It's a work in progress. Verse 19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. There's a completed action. That is true about you right now today sitting here if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. Verse 20. Having been built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together, now now notice the language in the tense changes. This whole building is being fitted together, is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Notice the shift in the tense and the shift in the language. It's a completed action that you are no longer an alien and a stranger. You are now in Christ. That's done deal, the moment of of, uh, salvation. Um, But now what's in progress is this idea that we, as a body of people, we are being built together into a place where God's presence can dwell. And this is not a completed action. This is an in-progress action. We are being built into this. And so there's this idea of two types of unity that we as believers in here have available to us. One is the unity that we have as brothers and sisters because we are all placed in the house of God. We are all placed in Christ together. So you can look at the person sitting next to you and say, say, good morning, brother. Good morning, sister. Because we are of one household. But there's this other sense where we get to experience this growing togetherness, this growing community of God, where God now comes and dwells in our midst as a body. And that's another type of community that we get to experience. And back in verse 16 there, um, Paul uses this language of one body, that we are all one body and we're growing in this togetherness. So how does this growth process work? You know, you heard the testimonies of these trips. How is it on the trip that you experience that type of community where not only are we brothers and sisters who are in Christ, but you get this sense 
that God is present in your midst, in, in the us. You get to experience the second half of that. And hopefully sitting here this morning, you experience that at, and we experience that as Fellowship Bible Church here in Winchester, Virginia, that as we grow together in this body, in this household, that we experience the community that is available by God's presence being in us. And, there's, and Paul's going to go on to give us a clue to how can we experience that to an even greater extent. How can our experience of unity and community here in this local body be raised up to another level, be made even deeper, that we can see God's presence moving in and amongst our body in this second type of unity that Paul's talking about? Let's turn to chapter 4. What we're going to see here, and I want uh, to give you this kind of a graphic just to Get our minds, because here's what we're looking for and what Paul's going to show us in chapter 4, and then we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 12 and see the same thing. What we're going to see is that Paul goes to ships and he talks about using the spiritual gifts, being engaged in acts of service and ministry where our eyes are now focused on other people in the body, and we engage in, in building up that body of Christ. And that those works of service that we do, building up the body of Christ, being focused on other, brings about this unity of the faith that is God's presence now available in us, in our body. And so go to Ephesians chapter 4 there, starting in verse 11. And it says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints. Now, notice here a couple things. Is these are uh, teaching type of gifts. Uh, so he says that the teaching gifts are there to help equip the saints, the, the body of Christ, the members of the body, to equip them for the work of ministry. So, so as Paul, uh, Mark Carey or as I teach uh, uh, the body of Christ, my goal is that, that you would step up and, and learn to engage your work of ministry, that you would learn what Christ has done for you, learn your identity in Christ, and that you would step out and engage the body of Christ in your work of service. And as you do that, your work of service, both of us together, as I do my ministry, as you do your ministry, as we all do that together— the goal is the building up of the body of Christ. So the spiritual gifts were given, and, and I want to fast forward and look at uh, 1 Corinthians. The spiritual gifts that we have are always others-focused. The ministry, when I'm involved in a ministry or I'm involved in any activity here within our body, the goal of my activity, the goal of my ministry is to build others up, to build up the body of Christ, to bring about this unity that is a gift from God. It's, a, it's another grace that God extends us. He, he gives us the grace by being saved and being brought into Christ. But he gives us another grace that says, not only that, but, but you get to participate in building up my body where I will be present and dwell in your midst. And you will experience community, authentic community that is God's presence in us. And so verse 13, the goal of everything, your ministry, the goal of my ministry, the goal is you use your gifts, as I use my gifts, as we engage this thing, our goal is the unity of the faith, the building up 
of the fullness of Christ in our midst, the maturing of us together as a community. It's not about me as an individual. It's not about you as an individual. It's about the us of the body of Christ. I don't have to worry about me as an individual. I am already placed in Christ. I am taken care of. It's a done deal. And, I, and now I've been given this grace, this mercy by God, this incredible privilege of, of having an opportunity to be a part of his body and, and that he actually gifts me to be able to, to play some role in building up the body of Christ. That's an incredible thing. And as I engage in doing that, I get to experience more community, more unity with his body. And so just to wrap up a couple of things, 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to go through that real quickly. So flip your, your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12. I'm just going to highlight a couple of these verses here. Because here's what's interesting. If you do a Bible study on the body of Christ, like let's say your small group, you're going to say, hey, we're going to study uh, what the Bible says about being the body of Christ. That's a metaphor, you know, that, that Paul uses to describe who, us as the church. There are three main passages you'd go to, Ephesians 4, Romans 12, and, and 1 Corinthians 12. Okay, let's say another small group next to you, some other, somebody else's group says, hey, this year we're going to do a study on spiritual gifts. Guess what three passages they're going to be studying? Those same three passages. If Ephesians 4, Romans 12, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, and maybe a 1 Peter passage. But here, so here's the idea. This idea of us being the body of Christ and every member having its role to play so that the body of Christ is functional and, and, and that the body of Christ is doing the work. It, it requires that every one of us step up and use our spiritual gifts. Decide to engage the body of Christ in our ministry. 1 Corinthians 12, let's read verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries, but the same Lord. There are varieties of, of activities, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. couple of points. One is these, the ability to participate in the, in the body of Christ and building it up is a gift from God. It's, an, it's a mercy and it's a gift and it's a graciousness that God gives me to be able to participate in the, in, with these ministries, these activities, these common goods. The, notice the other thing, it's the one God. It is this unifying effect when I engage with the body of Christ. And I, when I make a decision to serve the body, the effect is going to be unity. It's for the common good. There's no such thing as a spiritual gift where I just get to go off and it, it kind of makes me feel good and it's all about making me feel better. Matter of fact, Paul goes on to criticize the, the Corinthians for that. That's how they were using gifts. It was all about building themselves up. And, and so Paul's teaching them here, no, your gifts, the ministries, your activities that you engage in are about building up the body of Christ so we all attain as a body the unity of fellowship with, of, of Christ. That we as a body represent Christ to the world. And that's the beautiful thing we get to participate in. Down in, if you fast forward down to verse 25 in chapter 12. There should be no division in the body, but that members should have the same care or love for one another. That is the effect of our spiritual gifts. So here's the call. Back to Ephesians chapter 2. 
No, I remember I, when I had first, my wife and I had first started attending uh, FBC 18 years ago. We had a couple of small kids, and, uh, and we would come on Sunday, and it was a big crowd, and there was a building project starting, and we're over, over in the old sanctuary, and um, we weren't meeting anybody. You know, we'd come, we'd listen, great, we were learning, we're like, wow, great, what a great sermon. We'd go home, we, didn't, we weren't meeting anybody. We were not experienced. We might have been unified with the body, in the sense of we were all in Christ. They were brothers and sisters. We were of the same household, but we weren't experiencing community because there's a second type of community that is a gift from God that is available to each one of us, and it's a work-in-progress type of community. And so there was a day that came uh, not long after, uh, a while after we had been attending where a lady over in the preschool area, Debbie Walther, approached us and said, hey, would you all mind helping out here in the preschool? I, I guess we could do that. And so we stepped up and we started helping out, being greeters over there in the preschool. Well, all of a sudden, our experience of church changed. Um, we were already united with the other believers in Christ. But what we started to experience was the second type of community of God's presence in us. As we just engaged in a simple way, of serving the, the body. We started to, we met people. We started to be able to fellowship with other believers. We had, a, our experience of the church changed because we stepped out and started to serve. And so in your bulletins tonight, there's a, there's a, 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 a sheet with a bunch of opportunities to serve in our body. And so if you're one of those that you come and you hear some great teaching, you go home and say, wow, that teaching was great. I'm, boy, I feel encouraged. I'm lifted up. And, but you don't, you're not engaged. You don't, you're not experiencing community. What I'd like to propose is that if you're not experiencing that type of community, that that will be experienced to the degree that you engage with the body of Christ. And we all, the more of us that engage with the body of Christ, the more all of us experience that kind of community that we become that picture of Christ because there's more of us and there's more pictures coming together and each one of us doing whatever little thing that God has gifted us to do. It's not about our little thing. It's about this big picture of all of us. And so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 talks about us being, for we are all his workmanship. We are all his work of art. That word workmanship is like poetry or maybe a mosaic of photos. It's an art thing. And so Paul is here using plural terminology. He's saying we, all of us together. He's not saying I, Paul, am God's workmanship. I am a work of art. No, he's saying we together, you, Gent Jews, or you Gentiles and us Jews and the church together, all of the variety of us within this body of Christ, we together are a work of art. The fact that we can come together being brothers and sisters engaged in one another's lives, trying to build up other people with eyes focused on, on loving somebody else and serving them and not worrying about myself humbling myself and loving you, that when we come together and do that, it is a work of art of God. It is his painting, his workmanship. Verse 10 uh, goes on to say, we were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Notice the plural language again. It's not that God has prepared me personally, Dennis McNutt, some good works that I had better go do. 
Because he's already said that in the verses before that, that it is a finished work. I am in Christ. The unfinished part is us together as the body of Christ that God has prepared for us work to do. That we become the image of Christ in the world. That we display Christ to the world. That the world would know that God sent his son. And so that is the type of community I want you all to leave here and all of us to think about. The more every one of us engage in, in using our gifts, using our ministries, using our time, our treasure, our talents to build up this body of Christ, the more we will personally experience community with God's presence in us. And the more Christ's picture will be visible to the world. And our a ministry as a church, these work beforehand that God has prepared for Fellowship Bible Church will be made uh, visible. So look at this sheet. Um, there's, if there's something that calls out to your heart, something that seems interesting, something that you think, I could do that. Um, there's, uh, I think, a box in the back of the room to maybe drop those in on. But there's people you can contact. You can put your name on, on this. And somebody will contact you to get you more information on how can you get plugged in in serving. And, and as you do that, you will experience more of the community of Christ. We as a church will be stronger because we are, as a family, are building one another up. And so I want to close with prayer. And uh, so thank you all for coming this morning as I close this out. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you and praise you for this day. I thank you for the gift of grace that you've given us, for the mercy that you show us, for, Lord, making us a part of this body, for allowing me, who is a child of wrath, to actually have a role to play in building up the unity of the faith in your body, Lord, that's beyond comprehension. And that's your grace and your mercy to me. And I thank you for that. And I pray for this church that we would grow in our unity, grow in our love. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.